would, turn with me to Proverbs chapter 6. God specifically has some things to say about just parents, period, but specifically the mothers. Every time something happened, David reflected to being a product of the womb of his mother. Talked about being nursed at the breast of his mother. Talked about his origin. He always associated that with his mother because that was the closest love that he could have to compare to God's love towards him. Proverbs chapter 6, verses 20 through 23. I'm going to read from the Amplified, although I like the message edition better, but I'm going to read from the Amplified. It says, My son, keep your father's God-given commandment and forsake not the law of God your mother has taught you. Bind them continually upon your heart and tie them around your neck. When you go, they, the words of your parents, uh, your parents' God shall lead you. When you sleep, they shall keep you. And when you awaken, they shall talk to you. For the commandment is a lamp and the whole teaching of the law is light and reproofs of discipline in the way of life. How many of you can confess? I can confess I ain't been saved all my life. And if you are a mother, and this, maybe, you know, you're an older mother, and maybe you brought your child up in some of your reckless abandon, God is faithful. And he's able to turn back the time. He's able to rewind ashes and cover them when you decided to teach, to commit your life to Christ and to teach his word. Honoring our mother and our father, our parents in the Lord, is the first commandment that has consequence if we don't. He also says, when we honor them, it shall be well with us. So I don't care where you came from, what happened, what she didn't do, what she, what, when she wasn't there, you honor her. Because there are countless people in heaven who never made it to this earth. When, one, when about 15% of America's population's babies were aborted, just because she had you, thank God. If she nursed you, thank God. If she tried her best to take care of you, thank God. If she was too strict, thank God. If she wasn't strict enough, thank God. If you learned what not to do because of your mother, thank God. But if you learned what to do because of your mother, thank God. Proverbs chapter 15, verse 20 says, A wise son maketh a glad father, but a foolish man despises his mother. Do you know that it is foolish to despise your mother? It doesn't even give reason or consequence. It doesn't talk about her failure or her successes. It's just outright foolish to despite your mother. Before I get in trouble, let me take this on off. Proverbs 20, 20 says, Whoso curtheth his father or his mother, his lamp shall be put out in obscure darkness. Proverbs 20, 20. If they curse their mother or their father, their lamp, talking about the lamp of life, shall be put out in obscure darkness, the lamp of his spirit. Proverbs 23 and 24 through 25 says, The father of the righteous shall greatly rejoice, and he that begotten a wise child shall have joy of him. Thy father and thy mother shall be glad, and she that bear thee shall rejoice. Like I said earlier, your mama, 
and you mothers can find the smallest thing for which you can be proud of. And you will wear that like a banner across the field. Your child could be 60 years old and mama is 70, 80 years old. And she's just going to celebrate the fact that you won the championship when you was in high school playing football. <laughs> Y'all know what I'm talking about. And you know what the thing about mamas is that she can talk about you. She can threaten you. She can, I mean, she can, she can ball you out. She can do, I mean, she can hit you, but you better not cross her child. I've been in situations where that child was wrong as two left feet. Mama knew she was wrong. Daddy knew he was wrong. Grandmama, granddaddy, the other grandmama, auntie, pookie, cousin, and everybody knew the child was wrong. But in front of mama, you know what? He was wrong for a reason, and you better keep your mouth off my child. <laughs> now, she'll deal with that child when she gets home, but you better not act like. Amen? And with all that love, it's the closest thing that we have on the earth to compare to God's love. With all that, she still pales in comparison to what Christ, how much Christ loves us. So for those of you that you know your mama loves you, you know that you can depend on mama. You know that she's down for you come hell or high water. You know that she's got your back in any situation. For those of you who are missing mama because she's gone on to be with the Lord and yet you rejoice and remember when she did that, those Sunday dinners, it still pales in comparison to your God. And that's with that same confidence should you function, live, move, and have your being, knowing and understanding that he's got your back. And just in case you didn't know, just in case you get tired and weary sometimes, just in case you're confused, he made sure that he left you with somebody. He did not leave you comfortless. Last week, Pastor Gregory ministered an excellent, simple but excellent message on the 15 facts of, about our angels. And I, I, I did write down 15 facts about our partner in the earth, the Holy Spirit, but I'm not going to do that one because you'll be here longer than we intended. Praise God. But I do want to introduce you to your best friend. I do want to introduce you to your partner in the earth. I do want you to know that God, Jesus, was serious when it came down to the Holy Spirit. You heard the songs in the, uh, that we sang earlier, and those were very much intentional because it is by way of the Holy Spirit that we have victory. See, he's been here since the beginning of time, and he's committed to stay here until the end of times. He is God's agent in the earth. If you would, turn with me to Matthew chapter 12. Matthew chapter 12, verses 31 and 32 he says here, wherefore I say unto you, and this is Jesus talking, all manner of sin and blasphemy, it shall be forgiven unto men. Huh. 
but don't get it twisted. The blasphemy against the Holy Ghost shall not be forgiven unto men. And whosoever speaketh a word against the Son of Man, it'll be forgiven him. In other words, Jesus is saying, you can dog me. You can reject me. You can blaspheme me. But he said, but don't get it twisted, because I am very serious and relentless when I say that whosoever speaketh against the Holy Ghost, it shall not be forgiven him, neither in this world, neither in the world to come. What does he mean there? He says, you know, God the Father was very serious about Jesus. He was very serious about his beloved son in whom he was well pleased. He was very intentional and committed and serious about Jesus. And Jesus is equally serious about the Holy Spirit. And oftentimes, Holy Spirit, Holy Ghost, however you want to refer to him as, is overlooked as just this phenom. A lot of times, he's a scapegoat. A lot of times, he's even been used as an excuse. That's blaspheming the Holy Spirit. When you see signs and wonders and miracles and you say that's just a hoax, a trick, a, 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 a demonstration, and you deny the power of the Holy Spirit, you've blasphemed him. And what has happened in America, we were just talking about this with some friends of mine, what has happened in America is that we have become so numb to the power of God due to science, education, privilege, that we will not give God the credit, the Holy Spirit, the credit that is due his name. So therefore, we blasphemed him and we nullify the power of God in our own lives. Jesus was very serious when it came down to the Holy Spirit. Very intentional. In fact, he said, listen, dudes, to the disciples, I've done what I've come to do. I've been your example. I've been your teacher. I've been your instructor, only to show you what you yourselves can walk in once I come to fulfill my duty. And once he came to fulfill his duty, he said to them, listen, I got to go. I've done what I got to do on earth, but now I leave you so that I can go and prepare a mansion for you in heaven because that's ultimately where you're coming for a little while. But I'm not leaving you comfortless. He says, I'm leaving you a special gift. And in leaving us a special gift, he says, um, understand that with this special gift, he's going to always be there. Understand when I told you I'll never leave you or forsake you, it's by him that I can do this. See, there are three agents in the earth that operate with and for us all the time. One, Pastor Gregory talked about, is the angels. We have assigned angels. And they're on assignment to do uh, without us. They do with from without us. They, they go and function beyond us. They work on our behalf. But then there's the Holy Spirit. He work, does his work in and through us. He does his work in and through us. And then there's the anointing that comes at specific times to endorse us, to supply us, to do specific duties and, and operations by his spirit. Turn with me to John chapter 14, verse 26. John chapter 14, verse 26, it says here, this is again Jesus talking, and I just got through quoting this or referencing this, but he says, the comforter, which is the Holy Ghost, whom the Father shall send in my name, he will teach you all things, and he will bring all things to your remembrance, whatsoever I said unto you. 
I'm going to talk about a few of the things that he is in the earth, a few of the facts about the Holy Spirit. One of those facts is that he is the comforter. That word there is the Greek word parakletos. Para, as in to walk. Kletos, alongside. He is your partner. You don't, if you're in business and you got a partner in business, if you're married and you, and you love your spouse, and, and you know, I know that man's down with me, and I know I'm down with him. But he's not with me wherever I go. And he don't know me like the Holy Spirit knows me. So he is your partner in the earth. He walks alongside you. He's with you wherever you go. Guess what? He's even with you when you're cutting up. Because as soon as you finish cutting up, he's the one convicting you. You know you was wrong. You know you really need to repent. Did you pray today? I know you didn't because I've been with you all day. He is your comforter. He is the one that, that comes along and hugs you when you're down and out. He's the one that gives you that, that soothes feeling that, you know what, it looks crazy right now, but it's going to be all right. He's the one that encourages you to keep on going when you are tired. He's the one that says, you know what, I got you. He's the one that, he, when, we say, when Peter says, cast your cares on him for he cares for you, it's him that's got that catcher's mitt right there in his hand, ready to catch those cares. Goes on to say that he, with, with, with him being the one that walks alongside us, he's not behind us pushing us. Do this. Do that. Do this. Holy Spirit does not possess us. We possess him. So he's a gentleman. Number two, he is a gentleman. He is not pushing you to do anything. And he's not pulling you to do anything. It says he leads us. He's gentle with his. Because he answers to God. And God gave us a free will. So if we decide not to, he's going to continue to gently remind us. But he's not the one that brings guilt and condemnation when we don't. The enemy comes to steal, kill, and destroy. It says here, Jesus is saying that he will send the Holy Ghost in my name. So in other words, when Jesus throws up the twos and he makes his, he makes his exit, ascending unto heaven, it says that he will send him. Now, he had been here the whole time, Genesis chapter 1, verse 2. He had been here the whole time, but now it says he's coming to stay and live in you. He is here in Jesus' stead. He is Jesus' agent in the earth. He's the one that is telling you, you know, um, remember what, 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 what you read the other day? Remember what you heard the other day? Yeah. You might want to do that. You might want to go ahead and, and yield and, 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 and eat a certain way. I told the doctors to tell you. You turned on the TV and Dr. Oz told you. You opened up the magazine and, he and they told you. So I'm just, I've used every sign I could give you. The pastor then told you, so listen, I need for you to eat right. Because I'm trying to stick by your side and be here for a long time. 
he is, it goes on to say that he will teach you all things. He will teach you, specifically when it comes down to his word. If you spend time with, and if you acknowledge the Holy Spirit, he has no problems teaching you and instructing you on what you need to do. I remember there's been times in my life, and, and, and you know, working in different situations. I remember specifically in college, I was working in work study at the University of Michigan Hospital. Ooh, ooh, go blue. And, he, and they gave me this assignment, because this is back when I wanted to be a, a doctor. Praise God, I know the greatest physicians. But I wanted to be a doctor. And they gave me this assignment about separating the plasma from the red blood cells. And I had to put it in this vortex machine. I, they gave me, and then the guy was foreign. So I could barely understand him. He's talking real fast. I don't know nothing about this here vortex, this big old machine that was loud. And mind you, I'm saved, but barely. I just knew enough to say, Lord, help me. <laughs> and this is, it, it's just enough. I just knew enough to say, Lord, help me. Because I acted like I knew what the man said. And he said, do you understand? And I lied and I said, yes. <laughs> but I really didn't. But do you know on the first try, I got that thing like down pat. Watched it whirl. And then while it's doing it, the doggone timer goes out. I had enough sense about me to, to pay attention to the, the clock that was on the wall with the second hand. And I guessed, and I'd and I never seen it before, but I saw once the, the, all the white, the, all the plasma had separated from red blood cells, I knew enough to say, okay, manual stop. I never did that before in my life. I'm not that smart. No, really, I'm not. <laughs> If the Holy Spirit is there to teach me in my ignorance, how much more when I acknowledge him? How much more when I acknowledge him? When Proverbs says, trust in the Lord with all thy heart, lay not to your own understanding, but acknowledge him in all your ways, and he will direct your path. When we just stop and realize, I'm not really alone because you're with me. Which way? God, this is what's happening. And you might think and you might feel like you just made a decision that he didn't speak to you, but it ends up working out. I hope you realize later on it wasn't you in the first place. He's a gentleman, so he just led you. He just nudged you in a certain direction when you acknowledge him. Amen. And it says that he will bring all things back to your remembrance. Number five, he will bring all things back to your remembrance. He is your great assistant. You know, we, we have an assistant, and, and she reminds me, of, reminds me of what needs to be done, reminds me of my, sends me texts about your appointments, and don't forget you need to do this, and did you do this, and did you? I have people to assist me all the time, and I thank God for them. But then when they're not available, Holy Spirit is always there to bring things back to my remembrance. Now here specifically, he's talking about his word. You remember, I don't care, and I know, baby, you're feeling a little despair right now. I know you're a little disappointed. I know you're sad and downtrodden. But remember, I told you that you're more than a conqueror. Remember, I told you we win. Remember, I told you I'm your counselor. Remember, I told you that I work all things out for your good. Remember, I got angels on your, working on your behalf. Remember, this is but for a season. Remember... The race is given to the one who endures, not to the swift. Remember, we overcome by the blood of the Lamb and the word of our testimony. Remember, 
praise him when you don't have anything else to do. Remember, faith is the evidence of things hoped for, not the, and, and substance of things not seen. Remember, it might look ugly right now, but remember, you win. Remember, I'm here. Remember? So even when that child seems to be cutting up, he's going to tell you, remember, you sowed the word into him. Remember, it won't return void. Remember, it'll accomplish to which God sent it. Remember, when you raise him up in the nurture and admonition of the Lord, he, when he, if he departs, he will come back to remember. Remember, that's his job in the earth. Amen. He has his own language. Acts chapter 2, verse 4. Acts chapter 2, verse 4. It says here, and they were all filled with the Holy Ghost and began to speak in other tongues as the Spirit gave them utterance. He has his own language. And it's not something spooky. And he don't take your tongue and say, move, 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 move. It says, as the Spirit gave them utterance. In other words, they had to yield to something that was not familiar. They had to yield and, 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 uh, and allow themselves to move, in their, their mouths to move in ways that was not uh, cognizant or not to their own understanding. He has his own language. And it's not so that you can be walking around like babbling fools. The world might think that, and the world will even make a mockery of it. But guess what? You are dispatching power. You are dispatching angels. You are dispatching instructions. You access something from heaven when you engage in your language with the Holy Spirit. He has a heightened attention and sensitivity to the, 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 the noise, the, the sounds coming from your mouth. And we've become so mundane and so uh, rhetorical or so just root in, 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 in praying in tongues where it's just, it is something that you do control and you turn on and off. But understand that it has to be intentional for it to be activated. When you pray in the Holy Spirit, when you yield your tongue, you should write down what the Holy Spirit has given you in translation or expect something to move and happen in your life. And the third thing is to be built up. The third thing is to be built up. Jude chapter 20. I mean, Jude chapter 1 verse 20. Well, there's no chapter, but Jude 20. He says here, But you, beloved, Building yourselves up, founded on your most holy faith, make progress and rise like an edifice, higher and higher, praying in the Holy Spirit. That right there is proof positive. Tongues did not die with the apostles, with the disciples. It didn't. Azusa Street happened here in America for a reason. It was a re-engagement of the Holy Spirit's assignment in the earth. For you corporate executives, I've been in those situations where you are point blank. I mean, if you're a business owner, you are point blank put in a situation where you know what? You didn't have the answers. You didn't have the supply. You didn't have the resources. You didn't know what the world to do. They give you contracts that's too thick for you to read in the time and the deadline that they gave you. You need partners in your endeavors. Pray in the Holy Spirit. When you pray in tongues, it, it starts moving pieces into place. It starts maneuvering people. You know what? Something told me to, to do this for you. 
You know what? Uh, uh, you'll turn on a radio station, there'll be some, inst- some uh, instructions right there. He moves through any and everything. He'll call, cause angels to come your way to assist you. Those people might be led, but hey, they're your angels in that given moment. And then it says, be filled, be being filled. It says here to, uh, in, the, uh, uh, in, the, um, in the Amplified Translation, to um, uh, being filled, in the Amplified itself, talking about be being filled. As in other words, the Holy Spirit and his power is expendable. We can't exhaust it. Not because he doesn't have the power, but because we became, become more carnal-minded. But when we engage in praying in the Holy Spirit, we become more spiritually minded. Therefore, we're more sensitive to yield to him. Mamas, when you're tired, you know what? This is a favorite statement. I've even said it. Sometimes you just got to pick your battles. Sometimes you just got, I can't get them for everything. A lot of times, especially if you're married, you know, parents, mothers, and fathers, there's always a good cop and a bad cop. And typically, the daddy can be the good cop all the time. Is that just in my house? I'm always the bad cop. I'm the, I'm the enforcer. I'm like, you know what? This is crazy. I need you to be the bad cop sometime. We sit at our family meetings, and he always, he's, and he likes saying it too. Is there anything that mommy and daddy can do to improve? It will come from him because they always say, Daddy, you're perfect. <laughs> daddy, you're great. Daddy, that's, you, 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 you know, except for my son. Every once in a while, you know, he got something to say. It's very rare, but Daddy, you don't flee. <laughs> but Mommy, sometimes you yell. Mommy, you get, just get, get mad too fast. Mommy, why'd you do that? Mom. If you say mommy one more time. <laughs> How many of you, your mother used to say, wait till you have your own kids. Wait till, wait till you have your own kids. I'm about to start rehearsing that statement. Wait till you have your own kids. Don't ask me why. Wait till you have your own kids. To be answered in 20 years. <laughs> But the Holy Spirit will guide you and set your day up so that you'll have an answer in every situation. You have resources in any given moment. You'll have instructions and wisdom on what to say and do. How awesome is it to have Almighty God with all wisdom, all power, all favor at His disposal. And He funnels that through this agent called the Holy Spirit who is a real living being and He stays right next to us. How awesome is that? And even when situations don't look good, he shrouds you and keeps you. Remember Joseph, Old Testament, but the facts is still, the the, the truth is still there. Joseph, when the king dreamt the dream and, and and, 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 and it was nothing but the Holy Spirit that reminded that man to say, you know what, there was this dude that interpreted dreams and what he said was true. And then Joseph, when they called, the, when the king called him, he says, it's not that I interpret dreams, but the Lord God that giveth me the interpretation. Tell me, O king, what was your dream? He acknowledged God. He didn't try to act like he was a, the great prophet, the priest of dream interpretation, this agent of discernment. 
this constant worker in the gifts of interpretation of dreams? He said, God gives me the interpretation. King, what was your interpretation? Mind you, Holy Spirit gave him the interpretation. Joseph could have said, I'm going to fast and pray, almighty king. Everybody put on sackcloth and ashes and let's fast and pray just like Esther did so that the famine will not come. No, life happens. Life happens, but he will give you the wisdom and the instruction on what to do to prepare. You won't know what's about to hit you, but you'll find that things are just in order. Oh, wow, thank God that I did this, this, and this. You know what? Thank God that this, this, and this happened. You know, a mother, I'm going to close right here. A mother one time called me, and she was very solemn. She's usually very energetic. She called me one time, and she said, you know, I want you to pray for me. I said, okay, I got you. I'm pray with you, with you and for you. You know, my son's not acting right. He's not doing what he knows he's supposed to do. I put the word in him. I brought him up in church. I tried to be the best example that I could be. I made some mistakes, but I repented from, from them. But yet he still decided to live life reckless. And I just came to a place of a solemn peace that should he end up in jail, I'm okay. Should he end up in prison, I'm okay. And God forbid he passes away. I'm okay because I don't want it to happen, but at least I can be sure that he passed away saved. She said, I'm not praying for that, but I have peace that at the end of this, he's going to be okay. That took some courage. That took, I mean, nothing but the Holy Spirit can cause you to get to that place about your baby. Only Holy Spirit could do that. She didn't have guilt. She didn't have condemnation. She didn't have shame about it. She said, I just have peace. We sang earlier, and I, I, I thank God for our music department because sometimes when we don't know, a good Christian song is a great source of meditation. Good Christian song is just a great source of meditation. And when it said that, hey, Spirit of God is my peace and my joy. You know, there's happiness and, and understanding and acceptance that comes from without. But there's an internal peace and a joy that no situation or circumstance can move. And that is only by way of the Holy Spirit. Amen. He is your helper. He is your assistant. He, he has a special language for you. He is the one that comforts you and keeps you. He is your instructor and your teacher. He is there for you at all times. He's never tired. He does not sleep nor slumber. Amen. And when it's all said and done, you know, yesterday, um, my husband's been gone since Wednesday, but I went up there yesterday and watched my daughter for the very first time make states for her track team. And... And, you know, in one individual situation, she did great. You know, she, she took, what was it, sixth, seventh place? And, you know, and, and five of the people that placed before her, they were all seniors. She was the youngest one up on that platform. The one other girl was a junior, and she was a little sophomore up there. 
And I told, I mean, I'm like, baby, you still got something to be proud of. Of all the thousands of schools in this state, you are one, you are, you breaking six or seven in this event. That is awesome. I'm so proud of you because she worked hard at it. And she was extra proud of that. But then there was another event that she had to do that was a relay. And, you know, she did the relay. And still, she came, they came in last place. But still, last place out of thousands of schools is still pretty good. And their times were still better than other people's times in other heats. So they still, I was like, still encouraging her, baby, you still did good and everything else. And she wanted to know split times. Because she wanted to know who, why, because they should have finished like fourth or fifth. She wanted to know who was it that caused us to come in last place. She did. She wanted to know split times. She's looking to see, okay, when was the baton handed off here and there and there? She wanted to know. And she was upset. I'm trying to encourage my baby. Baby, you still did good. No, so-and-so got off to a late start, and she didn't come, and the handoff was, But at the end of it, in my eyes, she was still a champion. She was still a champion. And let me tell you, because she won, I was extra proud. As a mother, I won. As a mother, I was victorious. I had on my shirt that said, GAC mom. I was like, yeah, I haven't posted it yet, but dad, he's proud. He's posting it everywhere. Because when she wins, we win. When our son wins, we win. Every success is our success. And as a parent, every failure, we tend to think is our failure. But guess what? You serve the champion of champions. You serve the winner of winners. You serve almighty king, the one who rules and reigns. You serve the king of kings and the Lord of lords. You won the one who, his name is victory. And he, just like that uh, relay race, God the Father created the earth on your behalf. He set you up and he gave you a plan. He handed that baton off to Jesus. Jesus said, I'm running my race. I'm doing what I got to do. I'm, I'm paying the price. I'm being a propitiation for sin. I'm redeeming them. I'm teaching them. I'm ensuring them. I'm, I'm making sure they know and understand. He hands that baton off to the Holy Spirit. And the Holy Spirit says, no, we don't need a fourth leg because I am the, uh, the fourth leg is going to be my people. And I'm walking with my people. And I'll run this race as many times as it needs to be ran to ensure their victory. In fact, Holy Spirit is so bad that he done lapped the enemy a few times. And it's because of him that he says that you're more than conquerors. It is because of him that you said you overcome the world. It is because of him that says that you can ask what you will and I'll make sure it gets done. He says, you pray to Jesus. Jesus says, okay, dispatch Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit is like, okay, I got it. I hover the whole earth. I'm on assignment. Angels, you got to do this. Some of you didn't even know enough to know that you had angels watching you. The Holy Spirit knew. Some of you don't even know that you need financial assistance. Holy Spirit knew. When that person called you, or better yet, oh, when that accounting agent, that tax preparer called you and said, you got $3,500, you got $2,000, you got $11,000 in refunds coming your way. You got, oh! You knew the good and doggone well, you were just hoping for $500. <laughs> That was nothing but Holy Spirit. When someone comes up to you and gives you a Holy Ghost handshake, 
right in your time of need. Holy Spirit looking out for you. When you made that phone call, what you talking about? I, I thought I, I just need a little favor because I can't. Holy Spirit is working favors for you. He's giving you wisdom and insight. And the minute we think that it's all about us, the minute you, exit, you, 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 you escort him right on up out the scene. And because he's a gentleman, he's like, all right, I'll be here when you need me. But he is the one that makes us a conqueror because you can't do it by yourself. You don't know enough to do it by yourself. And with that, he says in 1 Corinthians chapter 12, even with all that he does, he still had the nerve to give us gifts. Gifts by his spirit. That word gifts there means they're favors. Favors that your merit cannot obtain. Gifts of prophecy, word of wisdom, word of knowledge, all those spiritual gifts that we'll probably teach more on later on. All those things, those impartations, some of you operate in them and don't even realize it. Just perception, something about that situation. I don't know, something don't sound right. So whenever you're in a situation and, and you're invited to investigate, sometimes you don't even understand that you're operating in knowledge. Because the gifts, although for the people at large, and primarily operate among the ecclesia, the called out ones, he still operates even within you. God will give you a word of wisdom on how to deal with this situation. Just for that situation. Not for your glory so you can go around and hand out business cards saying that I operate in the anointing of healing. <laughs> but you were just led. And he endorsed it. By his anointing. That's your best friend. So as you celebrate mama, mama understand that when you were tired, it's him that held your arms up like eagle's wings. It's him that caused your hind legs to go forward. It was him that strengthened you in your darkest hour. It was him that reminded you that weeping may endure before night, but joy comes in the morning. It was him that brought back to your remembrance that you are the healed. It was him that said, declare and decree, decree that you and your household, they shall be saved. It was him that caused you to have this inner conviction that me and my kids, we're going to be all right with or without you. So as we celebrate mama, as we celebrate all that she's done, as, she, as we might even remember what she didn't do, understand that behind mama, all that she was or wasn't, whether she was there or not, you still, if you're in this place, have a Holy Spirit. And he supersedes as much as mama did. He supersedes all that she has done. And he's there to love you and sop you up like nobody's business. Amen.